Hello, my name is Dwayne Spearman. Welcome to Directional Bible Ministries. This is a teaching ministry that is called to encourage, disciple, and challenge the people of God. Today is October the 28th, and we are continuing to work our way through the book of Acts together. Uh, this week, I'm on the road, so I'm forced to do this uh, with uh, audio only. I don't have the ability to record. So um, between now and Thursday, it'll all be an audio. Last time we were together, we got down to verse number 17. Paul is again standing to, to giving his defense before King Agrippa. And in verse number 15, he said, And I said, Who art thou, Lord? And he's sharing his conversion experience on the Damascus Road that happened back in chapter number 9. And he said, I am Jesus whom thou persecutest, but rise and stand upon thy feet, for I have appeared unto thee for this purpose, to make you a minister and a witness both of these things which thou hast seen and of those things in which the people, in which I will appear unto thee, uh, delivering thee from the people and from the Gentiles unto whom I now send thee. Remember last time we talked about how uh, Paul is sharing his testimony, how the Lord came to him on the Damascus Road. Bear in mind, that alone must have uh, been very offensive. Because remember, these people are accusing Paul of preaching the resurrection. That is the problem they have. If the resurrection be true, then they have killed the Son of God. And if they have killed the Son of God, they rejected him and they rejected his kingdom. Yes, he was accused of violating, not teaching the, Mo the law of Moses and circumcision and the customs. But at heart, the whole issue was that Paul was preaching the resurrection. And not only was Paul preaching the resurrection to the Jews, Paul was preaching the resurrection to the Gentiles. Now understand, the resurrection is essential to both Gospels. It is essential to the kingdom gospel. It is essential to the grace gospel. And then notice, he says, and I will make you a minister and a witness, both of these things which you've seen and the things which I will appear unto you, to thee. Now, this tells us that everything, not everything, was revealed to Paul at his initial conversion on the Damascus Road. On the Damascus Road, Paul saw Jesus. The Lord appeared unto him, but it's obvious from Scripture that Paul, just like he says here, and I will make thee a minister and a witness both of these things which you've seen here at your conversion experience and of those things which I will appear to thee or I will reveal unto you. Uh, 2 Corinthians 12, 1, it is not expedient for me, doubtless, to glory, for I will come to visions and revelations of the Lord. Paul didn't receive everything all at one time. Uh, Paul on the Damascus Road did not fully understand that Israel was in the process of being set aside, that ultimately the kingdom would be postponed, that ultimately there would be a body of Christ that is made up of Jew and Gentile, that and the rapture and all those things. Paul didn't receive all of that in Acts chapter number 9. Instead, it was revealed to him later in 2 Corinthians 12, 7. Unless I should be exalted by measure through the abundance of the revelations, plural, that were given unto me, a thorn in the flesh. So Paul received revelations. And I believe by the time Paul made it to Rome and he began to pen these prison epistles, he began to understand 
the 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 laying aside of Israel, the postponement of the kingdom, the rapture that he talks about in Thessalonians. All of that was gradually, I believe the Bible clearly teaches progressive revelation. Paul didn't receive it all at one time, but he progressively received it. And, and then Paul pinned that faithfully down into his Pauline epistles. And that's why we make such a do about the Pauline epistles. Only Paul speaks in regards to the body of Christ. Only Paul speaks in regard to the church, which you and I live in today. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John do not. The Hebrew epistles from Hebrews through Revelation do not speak of the body of Christ. And it's important that we not forget that Paul is giving his conversion experience in Acts chapter number nine, not his uh, his his uh, his moment in first first Timothy one fifteen. And when I say that, don't be confused. In Acts chapter number nine, Paul responded to the Lord, the resurrected Lord, and he immediately began to preach the resurrection that Christ had indeed risen from the dead. And all Paul knew at that point and all the people around him knew at that point was the kingdom gospel, repent, baptize, that Jesus, if he's accepted, the nation will nationally repent and uh, the kingdom would be ushered in. That's all Paul knew. So you can only preach what you know unless you're making up stuff, right? Uh, Paul is not talking about his first Timothy moment. And first Timothy 1.15, when Paul uh, was the first to be uh, born into the body of Christ. In first Timothy 1.15, this is the faithful saying worthy of all acceptation, that Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners of whom I am the first. Howbeit for this cause, I obtain mercy that in me first, Jesus Christ might show forth all long suffering for a pattern for those that would follow that should hereafter believe on him for everlasting life. That is when Paul was the first one to be born into the body of Christ. So Paul had two experiences. He had them, the Damascus Road experience, and then he has this experience that he talks about in 1 Timothy. So again, that goes back to the fact that I do not believe, the mid-Acts position does not believe, that the church was born in Acts chapter 2, because the church was born with Paul. And that happened somewhere, I think, around chapter 13, which is where we get the word mid-Acts. There's 26 chapters in the book of Acts. So in chapter 13 was the first time that Paul, that Saul is called Paul, and the first time that he lays out the kingdom, or not the kingdom, but the grace gospel. So Paul was the first one to be born into this body of Christ. And the body of Christ came off of Paul, not off of Pentecost. So just, just interesting there. And then there's verse 18, to open their eyes and to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan unto God, that they may receive the forgiveness of sins. And inheritance among them which are sanctified by faith that is in me. So the message that was given to Paul back to his Emmaus, his Damascus Road experience, 
the message that was, that was given to him was to turn them, who's them, the nation of Israel from darkness to light. At first glance, it may be easy to conclude that, like many, that Paul is talking about the grace gospel, but he's not. He's still talking about the kingdom gospel. He is relating what happened to him on the Damascus road when as of yet he did not even know the grace gospel. And of course, we see things like uh, to turn them from darkness to light and from the power of Satan that they may receive forgiveness of sins. The they there is the nation of Israel. And yes, forgiveness is common to both gospels, uh, but things that are similar are not the same. <laughs> um, um, and this will become glaringly obvious when we look, look down into verses 20, uh, 20 and 22. Notice, but showed first unto them at Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should what? Repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. That's kingdom gospel. That is not grace gospel. So Paul is sharing what happened to him on the Damascus Road when he was called to preach the resurrection and the kingdom gospel. Notice verse 19, whereupon, O King Agrippa, I was not disobedient to the heavenly vision, but showed first unto them of Damascus and at Jerusalem and throughout all the coasts of Judea and then to the Gentiles that they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. So Paul further tells Agrippa that he did exactly what God told him to do. And remember that Paul is still trying to defend the accusations that have been made against him that he was teaching contrary to the law of Moses, circumcision, and the customs of the Jews. So here he is proving that since his conversion in Acts 9, he has been doing nothing but teaching the law of Moses, circumcision, and the customs of the Jews. Further evidence that Paul was preaching the kingdom gospel after his conversion in Acts chapter number nine. That they should repent and turn to God and do works meet for repentance. That's not grace. Paul didn't teach grace at that time. He couldn't have taught grace at that time because he didn't know it. He didn't receive that until later. Maybe as much as 15 years later. In verse 21, for these causes, the Jews, caught, the Jews caught me in the temple and went about to kill me. Again, Paul is stating that the reason the Jews are determined to kill me is not because I'm teaching contrary to the law of Moses, circumcision, and the customs. They're determined to kill me because I am preaching the resurrection of Jesus, not only to the Jews, but also to the Gentiles. That's why they want me dead. You remember when he was talking to them uh, back in Acts chapter number 22, and, and he's recounting how his Damascus Road experience, he gave his testimony three times in the book of Acts. But when he's giving his testimony, he said, the Lord came unto me and said, depart, for I will send thee far hence to the Gentiles. And they gave him audience unto this word and then lifted up their voices and said, away with such a fellow, for it is not fit that he should live. And in verse 22, having therefore obtained the help of God. And I believe the help of God he's referring to is Lysias. 
how Lysias spared his life, saved his life on several occasions. I continue into this day doing what? What God told me to do, witnessing both to the small and to the great, saying none other things than those which the prophets and Moses did say should come. So Paul says, I'm only preaching what Moses and the prophets said would come. And remember Moses, he's the one that made the statement in Deuteronomy 18.5, for the Lord thy God will raise up unto thee a prophet in the midst, from the midst of thee and of thy brethren like unto me and unto him, ye shall hearken. He said, I'm only preaching. You know, they're saying I'm, I'm preaching contrary to the laws of Moses. And he says, no, I am preaching exactly what Moses said. And then he also points to the prophets. The prophets looked forward to this, look forward to Jesus. Uh, all throughout the Psalms, that talks about his, his character, his exaltation. He's from everlasting. He, he, was, he would suffer on the cross. He was preexistent. He was ridiculed. He was the son of David. He was presented to Israel, yet he was scourged. I mean, the old, all the old prophets looked forward to Jesus. So he says, all I've, all I've been teaching all this time is exactly what Moses and the prophets said would come. So Paul's message to the Jewish nation was well-grounded in the scriptures. So next time we'll pick up in verse number 23 that Christ should suffer. God bless you guys. Hope you have a great day. Remember, he loves you, wants the best for you, working all things out for your good.